Hey guys, and welcome back to The Outer Rim. I'm Gabe Green, and today with the help of some of my friends, we'll be talking about the latest and final, as, as of yet, final episode on The Bad Batch. Um, and today it is, I'm joined by a whole bunch of people, kind of having a round table of most of the people I had discussing the show on over the season. Um, James sadly could not make it, uh, but we are joined by uh, Michael Hoover from the A Certain Point of View podcast. Welcome. Thank you. And sir. then Ryan Wall. And the guy you can't see is called Drew. What's up? <laughs> He's got no last name. That's just, that's exactly. just his full yeah. name. Yeah. Just Drew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, uh, oh, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, today it is episode 16 called Camino Lost. Uh, but if you would rather listen to the audio of this review, you can find that on my podcast, the uh, Franchise Fatigue podcast feed. Um, and a uh, link for that will be in the uh, description. Um, so diving right into this one, this is, uh, as I said, the finale. Uh, it's written by Jennifer Corbett and directed by Saul Ruiz. And this one is mainly just the Bad Batch trapped in a sinking Topoka city and trying to escape. Uh, it's a lot of that. All right. Um, so just going to get your initial thoughts on this finale. Let's start with uh, you, Michael. What do you think about this one? Yeah, so I really liked the finale. I didn't love it as much as I thought that I would after last week um which was incredible uh but it wasn't it's not like it was bad i think here's what happened i think i was expecting them to deal with the crosshair stuff they set up last week more with this episode and i think they're going to dive more into that next season and so my expectations just weren't met really so it just kind of affected me but when i watched it back again um that stuff didn't bother me since i know there's a season two and i knew that it wasn't coming in this episode so I just think that I expected them to deal with some stuff earlier that they didn't end up doing, but the action, the action stuff was amazing. There was that whole first half of it where like Camino is like sinking to the ocean. I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. Like it was, it was incredible, the scale and stuff. And um, I loved Omega. I, I thought she had a lot of great moments in this episode, but um, all in all, it was a good finale. It wasn't a knockout finale like I was expecting with last week and the week before. So, but yeah, it was good. To to address that, I, I wanna, they're doing something interesting here where very often in shows, they'll have the penultimate episode is like the dramatic action climax. And then they'll have another episode, which is kind of just quiet and, and contemplative. The characters are reckoning with, everything that happened and this is that except it's also kind of the action climax by uh you know solving the cliffhanger we left on last time so like all the character stuff is entirely reactionary to what happened in the previous episode we're having a lot of discussions where like each different character has has their own discussion <laughs> with crosshair about what just happened so like it's 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 not a it's not a dramatic climax. It's, it's the aftermath while also having an action climax. It's, it's an interesting kind of combination yeah. of the two. I agree, and I think it probably would have been better if it was all one giant episode, like the first like the first episode long episode was. Probably would have helped a little bit, but I liked it though. It was really good. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I I feel like it was a a good episode, but not necessarily a good finale. <laughs> hmm. Um. I, I it it was it's hard to you know kind of cover the ground I was going to cover, <laughs> but uh, it's it's got some good character moments. It did explore the relationship with Crosshair and dealing with the fact that you know he's he's not 
chipped and brainwashed, but a true believer in the empire, or at least a true believer that the empire can give him purpose that the bad batch itself cannot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and as far as that goes, as far as like a character study and uh, a con an interpersonal conflict, I really liked it, but it did to me, honestly, uh, other than the action packed beginning, didn't, didn't feel like a finale or even that we were truly, uh, grappling with the loss of Camino hmm. in the way I think we, we could have now, I, don't get me wrong. There are haters out there that are saying that this meant nothing. And no, I, you know, I, I think uh, we can, we can very much feel the impact of Camino being lost and what that means to these clones. And um, I think part of that can be encapsulated in a line Omega says near the end where she says, you know, you're their brother and you're, you're my brother too. And, you know, that brotherhood we've experienced from the clone wars to now, you know, it's home is gone, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's something we're going to have to really wrestle with going forward. And the fact that the empire is definitely abandoning and phasing out the clones, you know, it's going to be more than the batch. Obviously we, we saw Rex earlier this season um, dealing with, much the same thing so it's it's going to be interesting going forward but i feel like a lot of that was was pushed forward was pushed as we're 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 going to explore this more in a future season which is fine because to me this this whole season to me has felt like um aftermath of revenge of the sith which is absolutely fine by me because i've loved uh living in this time period of early empire it's fascinating beyond belief to me so i'm looking forward to more yeah uh actually i have more to say on that but real quick true uh what do you think yeah um i i have to agree with uh both michael and ryan um definitely like i was expecting a much stronger finale um but i still really enjoyed it and i thought it was pretty freaking good um I think the problem for me is I almost feel like the last two episodes should have been one episode. I think it would have hit a lot harder if mm. they would have done that. Um, because like having that like weight between the two episodes, I think that like built my expectations a lot higher. Um, and I was just expecting something more uh, from the finale. Um, but yeah, overall, like really enjoyed it. Um, and like, obviously like it's I, like i think it's like super dope just seeing uh like camino fall like we have um and yeah i do hope we get to see like a lot more of like the reaction to all of that in the next season um because they didn't really have time to just like sit down and really like breathe and think and ponder on like what just happened um hmm. so yeah i'm kind of expecting that from the second season that's interesting. So I, I think I'm the most positive one on this episode here. Um, yeah, for me, like this felt like the true close of the Clone Wars. Like we opened this season up with the Clone Wars logo burning away to the Bad Batch logo. We got a uh, Tom Kane doing his narr- you know, his epic uh, 
you know, announcer voice narration and the the intro. And so this starts as, you know, Clone Wars 2.0. And I what I think this is doing, this is this this season has been giving us the true end of that era. Like we, we start with with the, the inciting incident and over the the whole time, the question has always been like, who are we? Who are we now? What are we going to do? Um, and now that final link to the past that was kind of Camino is gone. You know, we had uh, Operation War Mantle, um, you know, clones are being phased out. And for, for me, this was kind of just like this whole episode was. Even though it had a lot of intense action, it was the very kind of moody, contemplative, just meditation on that with all these images, just the imagery of destruction. Like when they're walking through and you see the uh, the, the cloning pods slowly submerging or where they would constantly keep cutting out to an exterior shot of the the, um, the city just slowly sinking through the water. Just so many just quiet moments of imagery of just the destruction and the sinking Um so for me, like that was this was like the final goodbye. Just, like for the Jedi, the Clone Wars ended with Order sixty six. Like that was their moment of transition. But for the clones, they never they never really had that. It was it, it was this much much more um gradual phasing out. And even though the Bad Batch you know had it you know a bit more a bit different from the rest of the clones, even they are still kind of left in this limbo for the entire time. So for me, this was like a symbolic. This is where. You know, the Clone Wars is over for them, truly over. There's no going back. The Republic is over. All of life that we thought, you know, all, whatever we thought life was before this, it's gone. And now we truly have to make a new life. We can't keep pretending we're the Grand Army of the Republic anymore. That's, it's over. So like that, that, that was what was happening for me. Um, And that's a very, that's more of a, a very kind of moody type, very uh, kind of insubstantial feeling uh, that I was getting. Um, I understand if, if y'all didn't. Um. Yeah, but I, that's that's one of the things I just really appreciate. Along with this, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode. Um, just as far, let's talk a bit about, a bit about all the action. I was getting. I mean, have any of y'all seen uh, James Cameron's The Abyss? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, I actually have not seen it. No. Uh, yeah, that's what I was feeling for most yeah, of this episode. It's a, it's it's about an under a deep sea uh, station and there's complications and. You know, your, your general kind of some, oh, the submarine's sinking, water's leaking, we got to do this, the, the pressure's coming in, that kind of thing. That I was, I think they did a really good job of just kind of replicating that, the just great claustrophobia and feeling of being trapped with the um, the empty echoing halls, the constant okay. dripping and splashing, just ominous creaks and crashes coming through the structure. Uh, and how did y'all feel, just the action element, how did y'all feel that worked? Uh, well, that's... <laughs> whoever whoever has the most to say talk <laughs> um, yeah, i mean it was great uh, <laughs> yeah it was great i i thought that was definitely like i actually agree there was a lot of good uh i actually agree with all the stuff you said about the moodiness too like i thought there was i totally agree with that that was definitely there uh but i really did the action stuff was i i was really that first particularly that first like 15 minutes or so i was there i was sitting forward on my couch at two o'clock in the morning, just like <laughs> watching mm-hmm. it with my jaw dropped. It was really a spectacle. It was so, I, I, I still am like pinching myself watching this and saying, this is animated. Like what? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And so the fact that they're able to do this and like the tension that you feel when they're trapped in that room, Omega and Crosshair are trapped in that room or when they're trying to 
get from one end of the tube to the other at the end or when they're all in their own separate tubes and Omega leaves her tube <laughs> to go get uh, AZ. It was the tension. They're just masters at building tension. And uh, I think that uh, for for my couple of criticisms about the episode, th that's not remotely one of them. It was very entertaining. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I echo all those sentiments. And I want to give major shout out to sea monsters. <laughs> There's always a bigger it's, fish. It is exactly, and and that I, I love. You know, you give me a sea monster, and I automatically love it. But you give me sea monster and pressurized glass tube. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is amazing. We even got that, that that Jurassic Park shot of Omega on the glass that's just cracking yeah. out. Yes. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I, I I particularly love that, not just because I'm a sucker for sea monsters, but because like you look at a situation like that and you go, it's rare, especially in a cartoon, to be like, ooh, how are they going to get out of this? And you know, I remember definitely feeling that there, which is nice. You know? mm -hmm. Um, yeah, all of that's really well done. Uh, moving over over to like characters, I, I liked that this episode kind of give like it would regularly pause and allow one of the characters to kind of have, have their word with crosshair. Um, you know, for first it's a, uh, first it would be, um, I think, you know, uh, Hunter when they first get to their old barracks and, you know, they have their conversation. Um, and then in the tunnels wrecker, <laughs> something on your tiny mind wrecker. He's <laughs> so cruel. Um, but wrecker uh, is like, why didn't you come? Yeah, you know, why didn't you come and find us? We would have let you back in. And the last episode, uh, Crosshair was really, you know, laying the guilt on like, why didn't you come for me? Um, you, know, you knew it, you you, th you thought it wasn't my fault. You thought I, I you thought it was all the inhibitor chip, but you still left me behind. Um, but I'll, and that's a good point. But also, Wrecker has a good point, as in. You could have come. <laughs> you 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 made no effort. You like we we might not have made an effort, but also you made no effort as well. Um, and I then think Wrecker has a more solid point because he like made it pretty clear he was not going to come. Mm -hmm. And also, he's very dangerous and tries yes. to kill them very, very hard. <laughs> Frequently, <laughs> yeah. shoot the girl. And, and then Tech comes and is like, hey, "You cannot blame him. It's in his nature to be <laughs> severe and unyielding." He's like, "Why are you defending me? I'm not understanding you. Does that mean I agree with you?" Um, <laughs> which is just that's. There's going to be a really fascinating tech episode. Like in season two, they have like an episode where it's just tech and he's somehow forced to deal with you know, the, you know, the under, the, he thinks he, his understanding of the world. Cause he has such a binary kind of look at the world. I understand you, uh, but I don't agree with you kind of thing. Um, and just, you know, it's his nature, you know, his nature is to be hard and unyielding. You cannot change that. He cannot change that. I think like, there's a really good like bottle episode thinking like, um, the honorable ones from uh from um Re rebels with uh Zeb and um Agent Callus, something like that. Before it'd be cool. Um, Give it to me. And then we get you get the scene with Omega where she comes over is like, you know, I wanted to believe it was the inhibitor chip. I was wrong, and then she just walks away, leaving him all alone. Um, That's about the rudest thing you can say to. Is <laughs> It's like, no, you just suck. <laughs> exactly. Like, I love, like, as I say, it's, it's all about the characters reacting to the, you know, the, the big drama of last week. Um, 
that's all really good. Uh, any, any particular character stuff y'all wanted to mention? Uh, it's Ryan first, and if you don't, uh, we'll go to Michael or Drew. Uh, I kind of already fired my shot, but uh, I, I love the Omega bit at the end with the, you know, they're your brothers and I'm your brother too. Like, I think that would basically summarize this season, really. <laughs> you know, so that's that's to me the biggest moment because it really does just summarize uh, everything we saw, not only in this episode, but stretching over the course of the season is, you know, what what is their brotherhood now that they're not a part of the Grand Army of the Republic? What, what is it now in, in this new confusing era? Um, mm. And yeah, and I think that it's it's interesting seeing uh, them come to peace with the fact that Crosshair is not coming with him, and a little bit of development from Crosshair where he's basically saying, "You guys better get gone before the Empire gets here," you know, which mm-hmm. is you know a little less severe than he otherwise would be. <laughs> so there's hints there that you know obviously we're not done with this relationship. And I I look forward to seeing it play out, but I feel like it's satisfied enough for the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, uh, Drew, you go ahead. You haven't talked in a while, dude. (laughs) I I forget to call on you because I see their faces. I don't see you. Sorry. And we're nodding too. So it's like we we get like visual. You know, I've been nodding too, but you just can't see it. (laughs) Um, but no, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, honestly, that was also my favorite moment um, with what Ryan just said. Um, and, like, also to, like, kind of bounce off of that, um, I really liked how this episode, we got a lot of time spent with Omega and uh, Crosshair. Because, you know, obviously, like, they were both trapped alone and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, there's, like, all these, like, little moments, like, uh, for example, when they're, like, all running through the hallway and uh, Omega just waits for Crosshair. Like, cause he was just like, kind of mm-hmm. like staying behind and just like standing there and she just like waited for him. And I, like, I don't know. That's just like, it's just like those little details that they've done stuff like that in the entire series that I've really enjoyed where it's just like, they didn't have to put that there, but like just that little moment just made it a little bit more special. Yeah. She gives the best, like sad, disappointed looks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I really liked the part just to kind of bounce off of all that. I actually agree. My favorite part was at the end on the, you know, on the top of the platform where they were talking about, you know, they're your brothers and all that. That was, that was the part that really got to me the most emotionally, but I also really like earlier in the episode where they're, um, I'm trying to remember the room they were in, but they were sitting, uh, Omega and Crosshair were sitting next to each other very similarly to how they were in the first episode when they were, uh, when they were all captured. And um, at that, in the beginning of the show, they were having this conversation and Omega knew what was going on was because of the chip. And at this point it wasn't because of the chip anymore. And it was just this kind of cool moment, whereas the opposite was going on. And Omega also kind of showed that she's not just the, She's still the same Omega, but she's also been through a lot and she's not the same. um, She's not just the same overly optimistic Omega that she was because of everything she's been through. She's grown up a lot and she walks away from him and says, uh, I was wrong or or, I thought there was all the chip and I was wrong. 
and I was like, wow, that's really sad, Omega. <laughs> um, and like, she would never have said that at the beginning of the show. And I think there's a couple things in this episode and in this last few episodes where she's had some moments like that. And I was like, man, this, the character development of Omega, I don't know how people aren't seeing that. Mm-hmm. Like people, like there, so many people are complaining that this show has not, does not have character development within the Bad Batch. And I think it's, it's not as good with some characters, but I do think that for Omega in particular, we've seen a lot of development and I, I've really, really enjoyed her as a character this whole season. Yeah. yeah. May, may I add a little bit there? Cause um, yeah. as a tracking point, you know, we, we began this season with, uh, with Omega walking off with Fennec Shan because she just trusted any <laughs> random person. Right. <laughs> like that's not where she would be today, you know? And I think that uh, a lot of people are missing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and just speaking of Omega, like she's she's always had this kind of mad need to save everyone everywhere who might be in trouble. And I, in previous reviews, I've been I've been commenting. Like I hope they kind of maybe give her bring some balance to that because it does get them in trouble sometimes. And, I, and there's a really cool thing that happened here. Like. She does that, and it gets her in real trouble here. She almost dies trying to save AZ, but it was her saving Crosshair earlier that leads to her surviving. It's like it's really interesting the way like yep. she she's getting into trouble, but also like the goodwill she has earned and you know that she has she has done you know of, of yeah. things she has done previously are now paying off to save her again. It's just it's, it's just kind oh, of an interesting dude, thing happening that. there. Um, and he's playing it as now we're even, but we all know mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she risked her life for you. You just shot an arrow. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and but I think the real character, like, there's a lot of great characters here, but the one that really uh, kind of shines in this episode is Az. Oh, he's he's the best. Um, Your favorite droid, honestly. Yeah. Any thoughts oh. on him, Drew? What was that? Any thoughts on Az in particular? Um, <clears throat> I don't really have like any. Uh, particular thoughts other than i just i really want to see more of him and i hope that because i mean like every pretty much like every star wars series that we've ever had there's always been like a a main droid character and i really hope that az is bad batch is droid i guess gonky's getting they already have a droid drew (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true but we do need a gonky and az episode Like a droid arc. Oh, that's that's inevitably coming. It's coming, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Gotta sell some toys, you know. I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna enjoy it because there's been some droid episodes before that not as good. (laughs) I think in both Rebels and Clone Wars, the droid arcs. Clone Wars has two droid arcs, and neither one's very good. (laughs) Uh, I will say though, the one with. Oh, what's the droids? I mean, the the clone's name that we just had um, recently. Gre- Gregor. Gregor. The one with Gregor is a great episode by itself. <laughs> if you just take that one episode out of that arc, it's good. <laughs> I kind of like the one where uh, R two and three PO are like going on through this wild adventure, and nobody believes him at the end. <laughs> I love that George Lucas would come in one day and say like, "Yeah, for the you know, for this for these two weeks, we're gonna do just R two and D two doing these like weird fables." Uh, yeah, it's we're gonna get it's one about of those as strong as it's gotten. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but uh, he's so good. Like, I love that. Like, he's always ready to help, but also like always on the verge of panic. Um, do you remember the voice actor's name? I forget. 
but he's fantastic. Is it Seth Green? No. Is it Seth Green? Seth, because he sounds like him. Seth Green is Toto. Um, Cad Bane. I know, but Troy. they sound the same. I'm checking right <laughs> now. Yeah, Hold it's on. not. It's someone else. I know because okay, I checked, okay. but I'm forgetting his name. But he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, just he has so many good quotes. Uh, where it's like you know. Restoring the power should deter the creature. Try to stay alive. Ben Diskin. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, like you know, it appears I have caused the power to short out, but you but you survive the transit. This outcome is satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Little great moments, and then the the final build up to the sacrifice as his eyes are flickering out. Um, oh my gosh! Mission accomplished. Your path is clear. Oh, just true it really here. got me dude they, how did yeah. they do this star wars does this with droids like um i'm thinking of rogue one with k2 the end where where he sacrifices himself i'm like I, how do they make me care for this the droid that doesn't actually have feelings but i swear that it does they're just <laughs> so pure it's so pure and they're they're they have one objective well not k2 it. not yeah k2 is not pure. <laughs> not pure. <laughs> sorry go ahead oh no that was i was just like I, I, every time in this episode i was just like how do they do this every time i'm like about to cry here <laughs> yeah um so what what uh, interesting thing i noticed uh, i don't know if any of y'all picked up on this but it seems like there's like some serious birth metaphors going on here. Like it kind of came to me, but then th the more I thought about it, the more sense it made. Like they're going, they go through this tube to get to Nalase's lab, which is where they were conceived and you know n nurtured for that first portion of their life, and then. There's a, you know, a watertight thing is broken, and then you know, they rush to the surface. Like you go, know, like you know, the fallopian tubes, the womb, the water breaking, <laughs> the you know going to the surface at birth. You even got Az as the midwife. Like, I, am I crazy? Do the, no, it, and, and Az bears a passing resemblance to the midwife droid. Ooh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so like, I, I, I don't know if I'm reaching, but like the more I thought about like all these things, like they. they they line up and and if this is truly the end like they're clones they were never truly born like so as as like a, a symbolism of rebirth you know yeah. they've been stuck in the past trying to figure out who they are that's over they're being reborn into you know whatever they're going to be going forward in the galaxy and their I second birth is still in a test tube yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like, like, i don't know if it's intentional but if it is i love that this animated family show is getting that deep into the symbolism but it's also subtle enough to where you might not even notice it um i did not definitely tracks though i, I think okay here's the thing i do think that they don't do stuff on accident like that they've done they've used visual storytelling like this throughout the throughout the whole show where like omega will constantly be looking in these uh in these tubes these cloning tubes or whatever and she sees her reflection i feel like they've done that multiple times a total story with those reflections and i i don't know i, I just feel like multiple times this in this season of this show they use visual storytelling like that so i mean that's a little bit deeper than they usually do but i wouldn't be surprised at all if that was on purpose but even so even so if if we find out later on that um, Gabe's description of this episode is entirely coincidental, it doesn't have to be conscious for it to be true. You know, like <laughs> it's it's art, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be conscious for that to be true. Like, if you're building this story and you could 
easily, or I don't say easily, you could, by being thematically consistent, subconsciously create this read. And, and if somebody appreciating your art discovers it, you can go, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I was doing that, you know, like, so totally true. Yeah. Even if somebody comes out and says, hey, that's not what we were going for. It's still a valid read in my book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and then we uh, we end at the, the these mountain bases where Nalase is dropped off with some Imperial scientists. Uh, so uh, we're, we're like, uh, I'll go with you first, Drew. Where do you think that's going? Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Like, honestly, I think the most obvious one is definitely like they're probably setting up Palpatine 2.0. Um, and I kind of hope they are because I don't want them to just toss that to the side just because the Rise of Skywalker like wasn't technically like universally praised, I guess. So I, I kind to of put want it nicely. Them, yeah. <laughs> I, I kinda <laughs> want them to like expand on that and like not just give up on it. That way, like I, I'm hoping that uh if they do kind of go down that route um, and expand on it some more, maybe they can make the rise of Skywalker a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I like, I think it would be a good way of like wrapping all that up. Um, Yeah. Like if that's not what it is, I honestly have no clue. Ryan. Yeah. It's it's gotta be Palpatine too. Um, That's a terrible name. Bad pun, bad pun. But anyway, yeah, I, you have the Imperials destroying Camino while taking cloning research to secretly shuffle this away. I mean, I also we're forgetting too that Snoke, there's like 50 billion Snokes lying around somewhere in a lab. So, you know, like Palpatine isn't exactly the first thing they, they pushed out of a test tube and called it done <laughs> but uh i think yeah we're, we're looking at dark science secrets only the sith knew lab stuff about to happen so what you uh michael yeah yeah i i agree i i it's pretty clear to me that they're definitely closing you know i feel like they're filling in some gaps and i think that's only good i think that's i I'm not a fan of the rise of Skywalker, but I like the rest of the sequel trilogy a lot. I, I love the rest of the sequel trilogy. And if they can improve upon, you know, things that happen in it that weren't really explained very well in the movie itself retroactively, I mean, they did that to me, honestly, the clone wars helped me like the prequels better. And so if they can do that with the rise of Skywalker, I'm down. Like, um, it, any th- I want to like the Rise of Skywalker more. So if if this helps that, then I'm. <laughs> and honestly, if it helps make p- bring other people on board with it too, I want everyone to like it all. I, it's not going to happen, but I, 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 I don't. Just... <laughs> I don't think you can fully redeem what happened there, but you can you at can. least you can mitigate it at least. <laughs> well, I'm just listen. I'm talking about that one plot point where they didn't yes. explain it whatsoever, right? Be- except for somehow, and so. It, that um and that one line that they put in there from revenge of the sith but it's it's there but it's it's not enough and it it, 
I feel like this could just help bridge that gap. There's other gaps yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. First of all, those mountain bases are the coolest looking thing. Um, I know, man. So cool. and, but the, but the scientist that meets her, uh, has this almost identical uniform to Dr. Pershing from the Mandalorian. Who's also mm-hmm. doing his own midichlorian experiments. Um, yeah. And then you bring that back to how similar that the, in um, Bounty Lost, how similar those those uh, cloning tubes look to the snow. Like, it's a lot of very, very circumstantial. We're making a lot of connections. So, like, it could be something entirely different. Like, it has it nothing could. to do with Rise of Skywalker. But, like, it, it does feel like a kind of a, a decent educated guess that that's what they're doing. Also, I like that um, them ending the episode on Nala Say seems to insinuate that uh, she's got to be a continuing character going forward, which I, I do like a lot. Um, Same. I, I liked all of her involvement here, the wrinkles with Omega, the bounty hunters, and you know, betraying the Empire. All of that was really good. Um, so I, I do hope she has a continued presence in the series. Um, so now getting into, like, what are some hopes y'all have for Season 2? Um, as far as, like, what, what are some things y'all want them to do? Let's uh, go with you first, Ryan. Yeah, um, I have been thrilled at enjoying this transitionary era between the Republic and the Empire. And I and I'm really loving early empire as an era that I, I I really want to live in this time frame for a little while, and I am looking forward to um, you know you mentioned Nalase at the end, and she does have a strong connection with Omega, and I feel like those two characters are not exactly done with each other. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to if not a redemption, then whatever the next step on the crosshair. Um, conflict is I'm, I'm looking forward to that maybe he goes through a journey of slowly being disillusioned with the empire or maybe he gets deeper entrenched who knows you know um, but uh, I also would like to see there was Gabe you and I reviewed the episode where they they helped that separatist sen- senator mm-hmm. and on Rax's prime and I, like I feel like that was a bit of a missed opportunity to like bring in some some people that they're maybe not entirely comfortable working with because of the Clone Wars. And I, I would love to see a little more of that, a little more of, ooh, you know, you this was a separatist planet. You know, I'm not sure I can trust what's going on here, you know, but nonetheless being forced to work together because of a mutual enemy in the Empire. I would like to see some more of that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael? Yeah, I I agree. I really liked, uh, I by the way, I actually liked that episode more than most. Um, I uh, I love the whole, the whole fascination. I'm very fascinated between, uh, or I'm very fascinated with the whole uh, relationship of, oh, the Empire has taken over the Separatist planet. Oh, the Empire has taken over this Republic planet and they're treating them all the same. <laughs> you guys have to work together. I love all of that. So I want to see more of that for sure. I also, we have Hauser, we have Gregor, we have Rex out there. I want to see these clones. Uh, I, I want to see a clone uprising of some kind. I want to see them get together. And I think that would be sweet. I, I want to see them all work together with the Bad Batch. Um, I'm trying to, I had another, I had another, th- oh, my main issue with this entire season was that I felt that Echo was vastly underutilized. And 
Um, I know we've gotten him more in the Clone Wars too, but we haven't gotten we haven't gotten Echo really in depth remotely since that arc in the Clone Wars at the end with the Bad Batch. And um, I did really like a couple of of the episodes at the end that gave him a little more to do, but still not a whole lot. And I really want more of Echo. I want an I want an Echo episode and a Tech episode like that really go into their characters more. Drew. Yeah, um, again, I agree with everything that y'all said. Um, going on, like, the whole, like, different <laughs> factions and, like, working with them and everything, um, I kind of hope we see the Pike Syndicate again. Uh, oh, yeah. I, honestly, like, I didn't think about it until, like, we were just having this conversation, but, like, uh, I kind of forgot about the uh, Spice Running episode, and they, like, showed up, like, right at the end, and it would be really cool to see them again because something about them is just really interesting and that i've noticed they've been using them a lot more lately and i feel like they're building something up um i don't know if it's for this show or if it's for something else uh but yeah i'd love to see them again um and then also um next season i i know like me and gabe talked about it in another review um i can't remember what episode it was for um but I'd mentioned uh, it would be kind of neat if we saw the Bad Batch go for more clone troopers. So, um, who was the other clone trooper in Rebels? Uh, Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. Like, I don't know. Maybe they go rescue Wolf or something like that. Or like, it, it would be kind of cool if they had an arc where uh, they're just rescuing all of these clones who are like captured or whatever it may be, or maybe like trying to get them out of the Empire. Um, and we we saw in the finale that it seems like the clones like uh, inhibitor chips are like really starting to wear off because um, whenever they destroyed Camino, there was that one clone in the uh, mm. in the Venator, and he looked really upset. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I kind of hope we get like some more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the Bad Batch as a concept can balloon out to any mm. clone dissident. Yeah. Yeah, my idea for hoping that the Bad Batch went back to Camino and burned it down and ended the cloning program, I can carry that on now to hoping that they go to this mountain base and destroy like whatever kind of cloning thing they're happening there. Like, I feel like that would be an interesting way to bring Nalase's story back in, like, as if like they're like you know, like they're they're like almost intentionally ending their own cloning program, like they're continuing that work, but like no, this ends with us. You've you've abused this, we, and we could get into the idea of like, some, the morality of cloning, um, and all of that. It's like okay, you need to. You guys have played God long enough. You need to stop, um, like so you could maybe come back and take out that base. You know, take that from the Empire, but also get into kind of the nitty gritty of what's actually ha- all the moral problems with cloning. Um, another another thing, I, I would like just an answer for what's happening with the inhibitor chip. Um. Like I'm, I'm just assuming it, it was just for Order sixty six, and after that, it kind of just wears away. Um, but because there's a lot of clones that are in, exhibiting personality, so I would just like kind of a concrete answer as to what happened there. Um, the big thing I think, I, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this show. Um, but I, I think the reason it, 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 I think it's very intelligent, but kind of subtly. Like the idea is that it doesn't explore ideas the same way the Clone Wars or Rebels are like with Clone Wars. You'd have an episode where everyone's, you know, having big, broad conversations about this issue. I uh, just, it was really thematically heavy in that regard. It's like for the Bad Batch, there's a lot of themes going on, but they're more kind of, um, uh, subtext. 
And so there's a, like, you could dig really deep, but you, you got to dig there. I, I kind of hope it gets a bit more, um, I guess, surface level for lack of a better term. Like, but I, but I think another, another way I think to get, to bring this show up to the level of Clone Wars or Rebels is that I think the, the character, they need to do a lot more character work. I think the Bad Batch as a unit has been really well explored. Like, as a singular, you know, five-person character, they've done a great job. But I think if they're going to continue this, you know, for another few more seasons and want us to keep going, they're going to have to keep digging down more. And I think, like, so, I think solo episodes, like, have characters split off from the group where it's just them and their wits and... And we, ha- we have to really dig down into who that person is alone outside of the context of the Bad Batch just to, just to, get, to get to know these characters better and, you know, have them ri- rise up to the levels of of our favorite characters from any other show. Because so far, aside from Omega, no no characters from this show is, is remotely on the level with my favorites from Rebels or Clone Wars or, or even Resistance. I think Resistance probably had stronger characters overall. Um, so, like... I've really enjoyed the show, but I think if they want to keep it going, they're going to have to double down on that aspect. Um, and the final one is Boba Fett. And that's not just fan service. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's the classic, you know, who do you want, Boba Fett? But Boba Fett, <laughs> like, he's... But that applies here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, sure, Boba Fett's cool. But I want him because he's the only other unaltered clone of Jango Fett. And I think there's a really cool thematic and dramatic character stuff to question to be asked about like you know, does you know does he view omega omega as like his real sister you know he's very dismissive of the rest of the clones but like just there's some really interesting question and, and theme to explore there as far as like you know are they truly brother and sister um and what does that mean to, to both of them like it's, it's it's right there for the taking and it's awesome fan service like why not i mean they're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> and I think also the question is, uh, how far in this timeline does Omega make it? Like, um, she lives forever. Okay, <laughs> I mean, like I, that, that's we're laughing, but at the same time, like, where where does her story end? Like, where is she still around during the time of Return of the Jedi? Is she still around during the time of the Mandalorian? Like, I. I would like to know that. I mean, that's not an answer necessarily. It's going to come from the Bad Batch, but you know, this is a very interesting character, and I'm wondering where the heck she is for the next X number of years. You know, she's living happily somewhere with her grandfather Hunter. You know, they're great. They're fine. <laughs> Uncle Wrecker's there. They're farming off on a planet in the Outer Rim. They're great. Okay. And. and- <laughs> last last thing I'll say, piggybacking off of something you said, Gabe, about um, possibly like destroying this mountain base or something to that effect. That could be our window into like, oh, hey, they're starting to play around with cloning and force sensitives here. And it could be that even Nalase reaches out yes. to them for like, hey, <laughs> you guys got to get me out of here or do something about this. You know, they're like, just going to put mm-hmm. them all in hibernation. And th- th- that could be a good way for her character to go out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you could add with like an an ominous message, like you know, we, this 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 uh, is too important to to uh, continue. This research is too important to continue within reach of the rebellion. We have to go out into the outer rim or something like right. Have, exactly. Have them transfer the research from this base to uh, what's that place? Exegol. Uh, Exegol. Are they gonna get, kind of have but, just that set up? They're transferring it all out there. Um, but as far as the Bad Batch knows, it's done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's Are like, they going to yeah. transfer all the Star Destroyers out there, too? 
Let's not get into that Ooh. logistical problem. <laughs> uh, That's where all the clones went to, to live the rest of their days. Mm. They're on the Star Destroyers. Uh, yeah right. <laughs> i think that's a good place we, we could run wild for a long time so i think it's probably a good place to wrap this episode up um so yeah uh like this video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed that uh well, i'll probably be back for doing similar videos for uh star wars visions is coming up um all and uh real quick um michael where can people follow you you've got some cool star wars stuff going on yeah, just go uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's a certain point of view podcast. And we're also, we also have a Facebook group. Um, as Gabe likes to always no. say, it's not quite as good as the Outer Rim, but it's <laughs> almost. <laughs> no, it's it's a certain point of view discussion group on Facebook. Uh, and uh, Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, I am uh, the host of the Raw Quiz Show. It bears my name, Ryan Ashley Wall. So um, it's a trivia game show. It's. Uh, done in seasons in elimination style it's very combative very fun a uh, couple episodes are not for the kiddos but they have content warnings ahead of them so but uh there, there are a couple of star wars questions and even an entire star wars themed episode so if you like this there's some stuff for you to like there uh drew do you have anywhere you want people to follow you no okay <laughs> <laughs> all right um <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, you can uh, join us in the outer room a star wars group on facebook it's the better star wars group um also uh, check out my podcast of uh, franchise fatigue podcast uh we're currently going through the harry potter series uh and we will hopefully be back uh, in, in a little over a month with uh star wars visions and uh see you then